On 11-16, SEN, the Four Diegos. Porteroli into the box. Flicks it in. Back out to Rose. Rose will send a long ball. It's a good ball. Cahill! That's why you started, I guess. Tim Cahill opens the scoring. That is a nice goal. And Melbourne City are up 1-0. Fitzgerald cuts it back to Ivan Franic. He drops it in for Kilkenny. Neil Kilkenny on the move, edge of the box, still going Kilkenny, leaves it back, back heel, Fitzgerald, Caceres over the top, Caceres to Fitzgerald, oh, that is a beauty, Kamal pushes in, turns right, got a little room, he goes down, that is a dead set penalty, Kamal with those skills on display, and Newcastle just couldn't handle it, Chopped him down in the area. Here we go. Moves in. Shot. Easy. Duncan went right. Fornaroli just dropped it into the open side of the goal. And it is 3-0. Franich, can he keep it in? Yes, he can. Chest it down. Far side. Franich cuts it. Look at Fitzgerald running hard. Pass to Fitzgerald in the area. Still going. Here's a chance. Surely Fornaroli. Set up by the hard running of Nick Fitzgerald. It is 4-0. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Four Diego's final whistle here in 11-16 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you, and those voices that you heard were Ed Wyatt, Grant Brebner, and Jonathan Howcroft, the SEN call team, doing a fantastic job. Melbourne City defeating Newcastle Jets 4-0 tonight. We'll go through the details very, very shortly, but uh, Vinny Venezuela, welcome to you. Thank you very much, Rodrigo. Great to be here. Hi, listeners. Yes, and uh, Warren, you're happy tonight? Yeah, and I'm not going to let any of you guys tonight (laughs) dismiss the performance, undervalue the performance, and not acknowledge it fully, as you would, Carlos, when Melbourne victory win. I'm I'm a wash. I'm a, so I'm gushing. I'm a wash. I'm gushing. Well, yeah. I'm gushing over Melbourne City tonight. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I question Fernando Brandan's. Now he's actually walking on the pitch. He looked very. He does, he's not limping at the sprightly, moment. Sprightly, didn't he? I'm just wondering whether he's he's actually simulated the injury. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Look, that's take it, it easy, Carlos. Hello, Melbourne. Hello, Melbourne. Take it easy. That's no way to start. Everything you said off air, Carlos. No you just start. gave away in a second. Yeah. No. No. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I I, uh, I applaud Melbourne one. City tonight, mm. and I and I I take issue with anyone who thinks that I'm anti Melbourne City tonight because they were brilliant tonight, comfortable win. Okay, Newcastle Newcastle just didn't come to play, but that doesn't matter. Mm. They uh, were terrific tonight, very comfortable. In fact. There's nothing to talk about tonight because they were so good. <laughs> well, New- Newcastle were Cone-like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were. Conan. Um, hey, so no Carlos Musket uh, text messages tonight. Um, <laughs> but uh, we'd love to hear from you. Tonight's show brought to you by, uh, is brought to you by uh, Tax Talk, Best on Plumbing, and the Northern Football Academy at St. Monica's College in Epping. Great sponsors of the Four Diego's. Looking forward to a big night. We'll take your calls, of course, as we always do on 9429-1116 or zero four double three. 98 11, 16 off the text. Yes, Warren. Is this the final, final whistle? 
Well, it is no. in, uh, It is on a Saturday night, yeah. I think, for, yeah. so far this year. But, you know, the Diego's are ready and willing. Any, you know, <laughs> whenever we get the call up. When yeah, SEN think we that are, there's a poor game of AFL yeah. on any night yeah. over the next 26 or so weeks, yeah. we'll come on, won't we? Yeah, look, we'll be at management's uh, door <laughs> kneeling and begging from Monday. Yeah. So, yeah, we might get one or two more final whistles. Look, that, that Fremantle West Coast game seems pretty ordinary <laughs> on Saturday night. We'll come on. Yeah. You should get into uh, programming there, yeah. Warren. But, um, look, we've, we've also decided this year after we put it to a vote um, you know, that we're actually going to do Good Friday. Uh, there's actually a Diego show on Good Friday Absolutely, yep. So um, Carlos and I will be off to the footy and then we'll come here. Yes. Yes, yes we will. So tonight, Melbourne City defeated Newcastle Jets 4-0, as we said. Kale scoring in the 12th minute, then Fitzgerald in the 65th, and Fornaroli a penalty mm. in the 75th. And don't count them. In the 81st. We don't Amy count Park. them. Still counting the uh, crowd at the moment. <laughs> Warrens don't, don't have that. Uh, We're adding hand. the Seagulls into the total crowd tonight because they spent more time on the pitch than most <laughs> of the players. Hey, what's the hotline tonight, Vinny Venezuela? Well, the, the hotline tonight is... Yep. We need music. That's right. It's We did it for Fernando Hotline. We wore T-shirts for Fernando. Did they really tonight? I didn't notice that. They wore T-shirts. They did it all. You know, wearing a T-shirt, I remember when Warren was out with that cosmetic surgery in the scrotum area and we came in and we wore the shirts for, with the with the, the Titan scrotum. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. <laughs> yeah. He made it... It in made fact, a difference for Warren, fact, and and it yeah. made a difference for Fernando tonight yeah. to to have the boys wearing the t-shirt. Yeah, but Vinny, in sympathy for Warren, I actually went out and got the same procedure done. <laughs> yeah. In well, sympathy, a lot of Melbourne did. Yeah. But, um, I, I found myself Carlos. eating walnuts quite often. <laughs> well, that was, they were on the t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's true. Hey, but look, gonna... we'll send out we send our best to Fernando Brand, and of course, it was tragic what happened at training. And the boys said he took it really hard, and the club really showed their love for him tonight. They now, Corey Gromero, who's had two <laughs> knee reconstructions, is a bit upset. He's seeing a psychologist yeah, as we right, speak. Yeah, that's right, because, you know... He didn't get a T-shirt. They didn't get the T-shirts, and I think uh, uh, there's one or two other Melbourne City players are waiting for their testimonials too on this. But, uh, but look, Fernando Brandan... He's loved at Melbourne City, and they dedicated that tonight, and good on you. And given that we want, you know, we want Fernando feeling up... Yeah. Feeling good yeah. about this city. We just, you know, we're inviting callers and, and texters to let us know what else can we do. What else can we rebrand Dan? Yeah. We want to rebrand Dan this example city for a week. Me, example. Uh, no, I'll give an okay. example. Yep. I would think that we, it would be good to rename a primary school, <laughs> Fernando Brandam Primary. primary and yep. the reason why I've gone for a primary school. He's about the size of a primary school kid. <laughs> He's about so, a preppy. So that's yep. so the Fernando Brandan High yep. was what I would suggest. Yep. Yeah, so whatever you want to, you know, rebrandan, you you let us know tonight as well. Well, how about Fernando Brandan swimming pool? <laughs> why? I can't he dives. Think of, I can't, he dives quite a bit. Oh, I can't yes. think of why. There you go. He dives. Well, maybe there's, maybe there's a diving technique, like the three meter board. Maybe they call the Fernando Brandan three meter board. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Or whatever. Yep. That'd anyway. be good. Hey, give us a call. 9429-1116 on the Fernando Brandan hotline or 0433-981116. Neil Kilkenny just donated his $500 prize to Fernando Brandan. No, I made that up because <laughs> I don't know whether he did, but he may have. 
Well, the pressure's on Vinnie Venezuela because um, Neil Kilkenny got the three Alex Tobin uh, Award votes tonight with thanks to Fox Sports. You know this hot topic, you know, over the journey, we have some that internally we think is really good mm. and it either goes ballistic or <laughs> die. Like, like, like get Castro. <laughs> yeah. Or it dies. It dies a quiet death. Yep. It'll be interesting ah. to see which one that goes. You which know, way it goes you know it's done well when the CEO <laughs> tweets something from uh, on Twitter yeah, about so it. Yeah, yeah, Peter Philippa yeah, said yeah, that yeah. with Perth. So I'm waiting for Scott Munn. And I'm not sure how prolific he is on Twitter <laughs> these days, but if Scott Munn sends something, uh, we certainly have uh, achieved something tonight. We've got a big show for you. Now let's get into this uh, discussion now on the game. It is uh, Saturday Night Fever at uh, 7 past 10. Yeah, I thought we needed, we needed the disco music yeah. because uh, this is the final Saturday Night Fever uh, for the season and uh, let's get some disco music going. The Diego's way tonight. So let's start uh, with the game. Uh, what, what did you think of the game? Um, and obviously Melbourne City, a 4-0 win, hitting form at the right time. For me, as comprehensive as I've seen Melbourne City since the first five rounds, they've been hit and miss. They've had moments in games, but tonight, look, albeit, Newcastle Jets have been better this year than they were tonight. They gave a heap of room to Melbourne uh, City, especially in the middle of the park. There was a period in the mm. first half for about 15, 20 minutes where I think the, you know, the possession rate was something like... 72 uh, to no, 26 No, 82 to 18 or something like that. It was just ridiculous. And uh, But at that time, it was like Newcastle Jets were mesmerised with, uh, with Adrian Caceres in the middle of the park. Uh, Bratton had probably had his best game for a long time. Kilkenny and, uh, and, and, you know, they really were, you know, completely dominant. I worry when they play that well and the opposition hasn't been at their best and you wonder... You know where is it really in the performance? But they just need to keep winning. And their previous game against Central Coast Mariners, I didn't think, even though they won away from home, I didn't think they were that fantastic. So you win, you play well, that's all you can do. So congratulations to the team. I thought they were fantastic tonight. Apparently uh, Newcastle weren't getting the ball in tribute to Brandang. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't very mobile. 9429-1116, just off the text message, heading home in, in the Brandang freeway. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way. Yes. That's what we like to hear. Em in, yeah. em in Doncaster yeah. East, the Fern and O'Brandan Irish pub. <laughs> <laughs> that works. There you go. Tonight's show is dedicated yes. to Fernando Brandan, yeah. just to, you know, his spirits, mm. get his spirits up because yeah. he, the poor guy did do an ACL yeah. at training. Yeah, no, I was going to say that uh, there was a number of things that Melbourne City, you know, did during the week. You know, they eulogised Fernando Brandan in terms of, but the other thing that happened this week is that Luke Bratton had yeah. his hair cut for leukemia. It's a big thing for for a bloke with a it is, magnificent mane It is, but can I say, maybe they should have dragged him in for a haircut a fair <laughs> few weeks ago because he played yeah, for me, yeah, yeah. clearly his best game. Uh, since early on? Oh, since the start of the season. Then I, he wasn't We'll never good. know. I mean, players play every week with injuries, but I think he had... Something well, wrong he, with his he, knee. No, he he had he played with hair. Yeah, and that was his disadvantage. <laughs> yeah, he did. But I, I'm disappointed. I can't call him the divine man bun anymore. <laughs> no, but he's the he's the most important player for Melbourne City. I think. No, he? he's not. If he's he not plays well, he's not the most important. If player. he plays well, they play he's well. He's not the most important player. I tell you what, Tim Kale tonight, really. You know, he plays 60 minutes, doesn't do much, but you give him that bread and butter ball in that right area. How do, how do you think Johnny Katrupas felt? Katrumbus. Katrumbus felt when the ball's coming over, he's, he's, he's vertically challenged anyway, Johnny is. Uh, mm. Timmy Cull's right next to him, jumps early, 
stays up, stays in the air, hangs. It was just going to be one result there. And, uh, but, you know, bread and butter. Timmy, Timmy Cahill, you know, I know they've got another year on his contract, but put another two years on his contract <laughs> and just play him at set pieces. Just bring it. If there's ever interchange in football, he could play till he's 50. That would you be... just bring him on at set pieces. You bring him on the free kicks, <laughs> and he will hang in the air forever, that guy. He was demanding tonight. He wanted to yeah. score. He, yeah. he, was, he wanted the ball. He knew. He told everyone, this is where I want yeah. it. This is the height. This is the pace. Because he got a bit grumpy at. Early on, too, when he yep. when it wasn't served to him on the platter he deserved. Yeah. That could be another hot topic. What was the sentence that Katrumpa said as the ball was coming over? <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I don't know yeah. I don't know whether yeah, we could yeah, actually yeah. No, repeat what we was won't. being yeah. said. No, we yeah. won't. It's our last Saturday night fever, nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Let's go to Mitch in Croydon to kick us off tonight. G'day Mitch and welcome to the final whistle. Um, uh, I thought Bruno Fornaroli's goals tonight were very good. I thought he took his penalty well. And um, his second goal, I thought he placed it pretty well. And overall, I reckon he had a pretty good game tonight. He did. There was a suggestion, Mitch, uh, pre-game that uh, you know the Fox Sports boys were saying that he's out of form. And he's on 15 or 16 goals now. And Mark Rudin went all the way in saying that I think seven goals, now eight goals were penalties. And he says he doesn't count them. So in reality, <laughs> doing my maths... He's third on the goal scoring list. No, doing my maths, if you go by Mark Rudin's uh, evaluation of what the worth of penalty taking is, he'd be only on eight goals. And how many would Barisha be on? I don't know. I don't well, know he how many in front of me. <laughs> okay. yeah, he, he scores, he'd, be, he'd be the yeah, same number. He scores normal you know, goals in normal play, but he doesn't score the penalties. Hey, so Mitch, you're still there? Oh, uh, yeah. So... What do you think of Bruno's season this year? Uh, I think he's been all right, pretty good. You know, he's scoring goals, yeah. But do you think he was out of form, Mitch, like the Fox Sports commentators thought? Uh, yeah, I reckon he was a bit, but um, I reckon he'll he'll come back well. And yeah, Mitch- no, I agree. I don't think he's. I think he's just been a little bit more tightly marked this season. And I think he's probably not been as good as last season, but he's going to finish the season with somewhere around 20 goals, which but is pretty good in is a 35-game competition. Is so. that about the 25. way... We all, we all know that uh, Melbourne City, uh, they like being possession bullies. They like to be cultured with the ball. They like to sometimes overplay the ball. Do you think that he has been a victim of that way of playing because they're probably not as direct? Last year when he was scoring all those goals, and uh, he often did it against, you know... Uh, on the counter attack, one against three players, uh, you know, physically getting past defenders and, and scoring great goals. It was a different way of playing. It wasn't through normal build up. It was more a breakaway or where he was outnumbered. Do you think the fact that they've changed, they've really tried to work mm. that cultured way of football that he has struggled? Because when you make a run as mm. a forward and the midfielder takes the extra touch or goes sideways, it kills you. Time. It's all about time, isn't it, Carlos? Yeah, I, I just think you've got, you got to you, you, yeah, you've got to get it into him quick. And I think, uh, I think, uh, as Warren said, uh, you know, the opposition have done have had a whole year to do their homework on him. I think uh, they're, you know, they're, they're trying to now at least make him play with his back to goal. And uh, and you find often he's picking up the ball in midfield these days, which I think is just a waste of time for him. He should be more further up the park. I must admit, what after John Aloisi called him out for holding the defender's shirt, um, you know, when he's, when he's got front yeah. position, he did that a few times tonight. With well, Bogard hand. actually ended up doing, what, what do you call that in wrestling? You sort of you tried to break the, the lock, and he oh. got a yellow card for it. So, I mean, players just overreact to it. I mm. mean, he's, 
you know, really, you, we've got to be smarter in Australia. You know what the player's got to do. You've got videos to watch. You know, you can watch all these games for the last two years. He does the same thing, and we still get, you know, you know, our defenders, our young defenders in particular, get sucked in uh, about the fact that, uh, you know, they, they try and really body him, and you just don't do that. It's that fine line between, you know, giving yourself a bit of space but not giving him too much space so he can turn and hook one in that way. But uh, anyway, I suppose having players like that in the league really helps the development of our young defenders. By the way, thanks for your call there, Mitch. Let's go to Ralph in Frankston. G'day, Ralph, and welcome to the final whistle. G'day, guys. I'm in the car, go every week. And, uh, look, I didn't think um, Kilkenny was uh, one of our best players. I definitely thought the game changed in pace and um, and excitement as soon as uh, Fitzgerald came onto the, onto the ground. And Ra- then, uh, Ralph, I said the same thing to Rodrigo. I said, I, when, when Fitzgerald came on, it was a different game again. Keep going, buddy. Yeah, so I, I think definitely his last uh, month of football is probably the best he's ever he's ever played. And I think, um, you know, he should have probably started tonight, but I can understand why they played Timmy. But, uh, look, the service that Bruno's getting this year compared to last year is nowhere near as quality. I mean, you had, you know, Navillo, who, who was really a quality player, um, and Moy, who we can see how he's taking his game to another level overseas. But like he had those guys just giving him the ball in, in the right areas all the time, whereas now he's pretty much had to fight for his own ball most of the season and to still score 16 or 17 goals. I pretty, I pretty much don't respect anything that Mark Rudin has to say anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> so he, for him to say anything about... Melbourne teams, it doesn't really matter because uh, he bags everyone except Sydney teams. So, but um, I thought we did really well in the second half tonight. The first half was pretty boring, but the second half we really uh, came came alive, and I think that was as a result of his skill adding that real pace down the right hand side. There. Yeah, Ralph, I think um, the one really positive thing that came out of the Annas Horribilis game against uh, <laughs> Melbourne victory, where about five players decided to get themselves suspended and Tim Carl got himself sent off without actually coming onto the field, was the following week, and we talk, I mean, I don't know whether you make more of games than not, and I don't know whether it was sort of a line in the sand game, but they played Brisbane that game and were 2-0 down at half time and came back and had a 2-2 draw. And Anthony Caceres and Nick Fitzgerald played, started, for the first time together for the whole of the season. They'd been bit players for the whole of the season. Now, since that game and the following week when those players came back, Caceres was rewarded by playing again, starting. Fitzgerald started, I think, for the three weeks. And it's really only been with the availability of Tim Cale tonight that he has missed a game since that point. And I would have thought that he again, you know, really pushed a case for being included. Now... I don't know whether why Colazzo necessarily was favoured over Fitzgerald, even if Tim Cale came in with Brandan getting injured. But I think those two guys have really created a lot of depth. And the other guy I think you've got to give credit to is Bruce Kamau, who before the FFA Cup was one of Melbourne City's best players, but subsequent to that really lost form. I think he may have been concussed or something around that time and it's taken a long time to get back. I thought tonight he looked as good as he had. As to whether he forces his way into the starting lineup, I'm not sure. But you're automatically creating depth if you've got 
say, Nick Fitzgerald and, and Bruce Kamau coming off the bench. So I think there's a few things going for Melbourne City. Rodrigo, can I put on the list of topics tonight? All right. Mm-hmm. Whether Melbourne City is killing the young kids in their team. Because uh, Kamau, obviously, you know, as you said earlier in the season, playing well, one of the better players every week, suddenly gets injured and comes back in, but he's been in and out since. We've seen that also with Tonyik. And we've seen, well, I'm, just, I'm a bit worried it's going to happen to Fitzgerald right now. So can we just have that on the agenda? We've just, just talked about it. No, no, I, just, I want to flesh this one yeah, out. It's your agenda, okay. I want course. to flesh it out. Not Thanks, a positive, of course, because it's not a positive no, thing. No, no, because Edge Postacoglu made a big point. Why didn't he uh, just with come out and, and say his name then? What, Shane Volcanus? Yeah, why didn't he just say, <laughs> I'm accusing Shane, Shane Volcanus? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I want to talk about it later. All right. Uh, thanks for your call, Ralph. Let's go to Daniel on the road. G'day, Daniel. Yeah, g'day, guys. How are you going? Good, mate. Good. That's good. Um, yeah, I just wanted to, first point, I just wanted to say, um, Gamero did have tops when he did his ACL. Ah. Uh, I'm about 99% sure that he did have ACL, like, uh, the tops when they came on the ground. Okay, Daniel, um, we apologise for that. <laughs> no, that's right. Um, yeah, main point, I just want to say, like, this show was just unbelievable when it came on. Whole game changed. The excitement that he does on that right-hand side tonight and the speed, is, it's exactly what we need in that second half. We were a bit boring in the first half, but, yeah, again, when Fitzgerald came on, again, Kamau as well, um, I thought they were great. I think Bruno did better in the second half. Um, I think the defenders have just figured out how to defend him, and that's just by fouling every, every time now. Now, Daniel, Daniel. With, uh, with the likes of Kamau, and who I thought was terrific when he came on tonight, and Fitzgerald also, um, when Timmy's available, you play him. So how do you fit these guys in? I'm happy with both of them coming off the bench. Well, mainly Kamau. I'd, I'd be happy with Fitzgerald to start on the field, but I think Kamau's a good, I know, 40-minute player, come off the bench in the second half and kind of give that speed. Because as you saw, when he came on, he got a penalty straight away. So he knows how to beat a player. He knows how to get in the box. He just needs to have a bit of confidence and shoot the ball a little bit more, I reckon. But um, I don't know if that's just his confidence or he's being told not to shoot, but I just don't feel he's not shooting the ball enough. But he's getting in the box and he's just looking for a pass. So, Daniel, do you think um, City have got a budget for when people do ACLs and they can buy them T-shirts? Sorry, what was that? Do you think there's a special budget for T-shirts when, when guys get a big injury at, at City? I've never heard I'd of such a thing. if there wasn't. <laughs> they're, looking to play, they're looking to play Asian Champions League. So that's the, that's the T-shirt, the oh, ACL yeah. t- T-shirt, oh, the okay. Asian Champions okay. League T-shirt. No, I, I applaud the club and the players. Yeah, good, if, good they, if it's genuine and it's sincere... And they really care, when they, and obviously they do. Uh, it, it, it is a, I mean, it's very different culture, say, AFL. Uh, you know, lately I've been hearing whenever someone does a knee at an AFL club, of course they're, they're there for that player immediately, but then they move on. And they make sure that the focus isn't on that player. In fact, they don't want the player hanging around the club moping and showing his disappointment for a year. They want, you know, they'd rather than, you know, do rehab somewhere else. So, uh so, you know, this could spur the team. It could really inspire them because he's much love. Or let's hope it's not taking away from, from what the big, uh, you know, the big objective is this year, and that is to make grand, the grand final and certainly to finish in the top two to get to the Asian Champions League. Thanks for your call there, Daniel. Look, I think uh, the team tonight were, were really good, and I think that uh, starting with Tim, Tim, Tim looked like he had something to prove. I think the, you know... The Brandan issue during the week has obviously galvanised them as well. So that that sort of made made for 
for, for better football, particularly in the second half. They started off really well, but then there was a little bit of a lull yeah. uh, towards the end of the first half. But um, look, good on them. They did well. Yep. Give us a call, 9429-1116. Tell us what you thought. If you're on your way home, what did you think? Ah, City hitting form at the right time of the season. George in Richmond. G'day, George. Uh, evening, gentlemen. Um, I'm just wondering with the uh, the two callers that said there was a lull in the first half, I'd like to call them the Minister for Understatement. Because <laughs> uh, whatever hair I've got left was being torn out of bay in that first half. What, George, because they didn't play well or was it just a flat performance? No, uh, no, no, no. I think no, no, they, they retained possession with a fair bit of aplomb. Yep. But I, I think, I'm just wondering, my question to you guys, without taking too much time, was how much of this caution is attributable to maybe Valcanis' caution in his uh, relative inexperience as a coach. And, um, you know, because you, you, we had to wait till we were sort of, two, uh, if you can say it, two and a half goals up, if, if you like, hmm. before we started um, being a bit more uh, um, extroverted about our play. Yeah. Look, George, I reckon sometimes when you're a team that clearly dominates with the ball, it's not really an instruction from the coach if you lose your way, it's because you're over-possessing. Because you've got so much of the ball, you're, you're so on top of the... Especially if you've got a midfield, the way City have got a technical midfield at the moment. You've got Kilkenny, you've got Bratton, you've got Caceres in particular. Uh, they just love being on the ball and they love picking the right passes. And sometimes that's a sideway ball, sometimes that's going backwards. And it's that fine line of, of having effective possession and going forward and being a little bit more penetrative or... Uh, over-possessing and just going sideways all the time. Uh, it, I think the end, the, the real measure is how many shots at goal did Jack Duncan have to save? You know, shots on target and shots, shots off a target. But I don't remember a lot, when, they, when they got a lot of that possession, especially the 82% at that, that, that point there. I don't know how many shots at goal they got. Uh, I prefer Melbourne City when they play that technical brand, but it's a lot fewer passes to get a shot on goal. Uh, now, on, on Mike Volcanis on that point there, I think the fact that he was a defender does show out in his coaching sometimes, but I don't think it's for that reason. I think it's more because uh, Ruan Tonyik, as, a, as an inexperienced defender, I thought that they um, left him out of the team at a time when he was playing really, really good football and brought Malik back in as an experienced defender, an experienced player. I thought Tonyik should have kept playing. Even if he, was, even if he had moments where he was out of position. I think it's Adelaide a, a few weeks ago. He made a couple of errors, but you just keep on playing a supreme talent like that. And I thought that maybe it's a little bit of, you know, uh, self-preservation by Volcanus to, to make that change and not play, you know, not play the kids more than what they, what I believe he should. Thanks for your call, uh, George in Richmond. It's 26 minutes past 10. Now give me a beat. Vinny's Best On Ground. With thanks to Best On Plumbing, Victoria's trusted plumbing and drainage experts. They've been around for 27-odd years. Go to beston.net.au or give them a call, 1300-BEST-ON. Vinny, who was your Best On? Look, um, I think I'm going to call it my snap-in-the-shorts performance because when um, Nick Fitzgerald (laughs) came onto that pitch for City, the dynamic changed and the team lifted and they they stepped up a notch. And so I'm going to give it to Nick. Yeah. Fair enough. There you go. Vinny's best on was Nick Fitzgerald. Uh, said it uh, to me off air. As uh, yeah, that's definitely. ridiculous. Hey, um, nine four two nine. Are you having a crack Jeez. at Vinny Venezuela? <laughs> you have a crack at me all the time. But Vinny what's Venezuela, going on? He's untouchable. I'm untouchable. 
That's right. What's your problem? We'll come back to Ginger. Oh, we're, we're going to come back to that uh, because we have to take a break. Don't Warren, worry, we'll beat him up I'm over upset. the break. You, you need to explain yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the Four Diego's final whistle on 1160 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. It is Saturday Night Fever with the Four Diego's. Thanks for your company on the final whistle. Rodrigo Rodriguez, Carlos Alberto, Warren Diego and Vinny Venezuela. Could I just uh, send a bit of a shout out yes. to, I think, nearly members of all our family and friends that are at our Dell tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I'm, I'm, I'm getting stuff on Facebook. My wife's having a great time over there. I thought you'd be listening to the 48. <laughs> My whole family's at Adele tonight. <laughs> just, you know, I know I saw photos of your kids at Adele. Oh, I don't. I'm not on Facebook. No, I know so you I don't aren't, see but it. your kids and your yeah, wife. Yeah, is. no, they are. They were there. So, uh, no, not, are, are we up against Adele tonight? Oh, we are. No, and and no, um, she's up against us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think she's winning. Yeah. <laughs> I think she might be. Yep. Hey, nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Give us a call if you want to talk about Melbourne City's four nil victory over Newcastle Jets. Kale Fitzgerald and Fornaroli scored twice in their rout of the Newcastle Jets at Amy Park tonight. Vinny, Rodrigo, can we confirm? Are we brand down eleven sixteen? We are tonight. Uh, yeah, just to give him a bit of a yep. pep. Uh, How's that going off the SMS? What, what it started is, well. What is the hot topic tonight or the hotline tonight, Vinny? The uh, hotline is we did it for Fernando. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Adele's brought to you by Fernando Brandon tonight, too. So we want you to tell us what we can do for Fernando to make him yep. feel just that little bit better. Yep. She actually dedicated a song tonight yep. to Fernando at the concert. Absolutely. Actually, I'm wearing a nice pair of Brandans tonight. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. how's, the, um, how's it going off the text me- off the machine? Because it started strongly. Yeah, it did. No, it hasn't yep. gone anywhere. <laughs> yeah. But I'll just off the text message. Uh, yeah, yep, you can just yep. bring that down a bit. Um, Great way to end my eighth birthday with my hero scoring two goals. That's Oscar in the back seat of Dad's car. G'day, Oscar. And happy birthday, yeah, happy mate. Happy birthday, mate. Yeah, go. And good. Oscar, if you could get on the phone and tell Vinny <laughs> that giving a guy best on ground for twenty minutes, I'm going to enjoy this. I'm when your back. hero, Vinny, stick up for yourself. When here. your hero <laughs> got two goals, your team was invisible. Up until he, oh, he came on, okay. What they was they the score disappeared when he came on. Yeah, it was one nil, and then they you came sure on. It was one nil. Something like that. Could have been two. Did uh, Bruno already score by then? Yes, I think he may have. Uh, anyway, nine four two nine eleven sixteen. That petered out a little bit, but he's not. <laughs> no, happy. no, I no, I never have a go at Vinny, but in this instance, he was plucky. I think it was a misjudgment. Oh, well, I could have given it to Bruno for scoring the goals. No, I would but have thought I just, it would have been thought, um, Kilkenny or. Or I didn't think Luke's that good. Vinny's best tonight. dons have been pretty much perfect all year. Your audits, on the other hand, uh, Warren. Have I got, how long have I got before my audit? Because I would not have a clue at seven, the moment. Seven or eight minutes, mate, because we're going to come to your audit, of course, with thanks to Tax Talk uh, very, very shortly. 94291116. Emin Doncaster East is uh, sending us another text message. Watch out, Arnie. The All Melbourne final is coming. I love him. I love him. I love your, your feedback. I love your. your, your you're deluded. <laughs> it's going to be one of the Melbourne teams, uh, and it won't be both, unfortunately. Oh, it can happen. It could happen. It could happen because of the randomness the way, yes. of finals and knockout, sudden death, but not with this Sydney team. They're machines. Hi, Diego's uh, times four. Yes, we're, there's four of us tonight. Main point from the first half is that City did not concede a goal after scoring a first. That's Tom in Greenvale. What do you think about that? Yeah, uh, no, Warren? good point. I think it's their only their second clean sheet for the season, second or third. So, I mean, you'd have to take that as a positive. Uh, and terrific. I think they'll get better when um, when um, he'll come. His name will come to me very soon. 
The um, other defender comes back. Um, Jacobson. Help me out. Yeah, Jacobson. When he comes back, they'll leave He is a household name, Warren. <laughs> and you are a Melbourne City number one supporter. Yeah, well, actually, a long that. time. That's a beautiful segue yeah. because uh, on 9429-1116, give us a call. Um, it is uh, Melbourne City's uh, official yep. ambassador, George Brandan. Welcome to the show, <laughs> George Brandan, George Deneekin. Yeah, I fought a heavy. That's right, yeah. Listen... Your family may not be listening. They might be at Adele, but I'm listening. On you, George. Good on you, George. Makes it worth it, now, George. Now, George, you, you, know, you know everyone at City intimately. You're there all the time. In fact, they don't like you because you're all the, always there. And you, <laughs> and you know everyone. You're at their birthday Correct. parties. You're, you're just, yep. you know, you go to their confirmations. Yep. You're the godfather of <laughs> all their kids. <laughs> you baptise all their kids. Now, you know the, the trauma that uh, Fernando Brandan had to go through, or obviously went through with his ACL. Tell us about the impact that had on the, on the club. And we saw, the, we saw the, the show of emotion tonight with the T-shirts and, and I think the few words that were said by Sorensen at the end with the, all the team around, around him uh, at the end of the game, I think uh, it seemed like it had a pretty big impact, the, the ACL injury uh, on the whole team and the club. He's a little scallywag. <laughs> and he he basically was um, um, uh, he went he, you under, you got to understand the players loved him from day one they loved the little mongrel they loved the, the character they loved the fight they loved everything about him they also loved his eccentric ways of falling over uh, we never imagined for one minute that he would do an ACL falling over yep um, I think uh, it's great to see um, I think uh, in this day and age we can't be robots. I loved it. Um, uh, may they all play for one another, but more importantly, may they do it because they want to do it. And uh, let's leave it at that. It's just fantastic. I saw a great deal of energy when young Fitzgerald came on board. Mm. I saw a great bit of intuitive and genius-like inventiveness from a guy called Cassettis who has promised so much. And at times you thought, come on, Anthony, just get on with it. Well, he did tonight. He did. He, he, he engineered something quite special. And uh, Bruno got back into the scoring habit, which was lovely. And um, we kept a clean sheet. Look, there's a lot to be said that is positive. I just want to make sure that uh, that man that we couldn't identify a moment ago, Jakobsen, gets back pronto, pronto. <laughs> now, George, I, I think I can hear... You, is he having to get... George, George, come on. Hey, listen, I think I can hear a bit of Adele in the background. Are you sure you're at the game and not at Adele? <laughs> Adele, just sit back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, George, Let's please. <laughs> George, would you and start? All the, EPL, all, all the EPL haters, she's a Tottenham number one. <laughs> she is too. George, uh, you know, given that you, you know, your fingers on the the Melbourne City pulse, right? <laughs> Tell on. me this, right? Would you would you start with Nick Fitzgerald, given he's so dynamic and and full of pluck and verve? And if you would, George, who are you going to drop? So if you're going to put him in, who are you going to drop? You know, I like the idea of bringing Tim on. I like it so much, even Ange has bought into it. And uh, I think you'll see him in the Socceroo camp doing just that. He'll either start for 20, 30 minutes, or he'll come on for the last half an hour. Because whatever we say, whatever we do, we can find a million reasons not to like Timmy. But you know what he does? He always manages to be at the right place at the right time and create something special. No, from Tim's got to start, George. The to the head again to open the scoring. I reckon, I would, I reckon I, Tim I like starts. I like the speed of Fitzgerald. 
and Bruce Kamau uh, also offers that too. They come on, they come in when the other legs are tired, and they just lift to the tempo. Yeah, that's true. Hey, George, mate, thanks yeah. for your thanks for your time. We really appreciate it as always. And I just wanted to prove that there are people who are listening to the Four Diego religiously. <laughs> yeah, mate, it's really appreciate it, and it's always good to know and get get a call from. Uh, you know, you know, arguably one of Australia's uh, finest yeah, newsreaders. Yeah. George, before... No, 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 arguably, George Dedekian, and I sa- I've said this many times, the best newsreader Australia's ever produced. Jeez, that's, uh, he has said it, George. There you go. Ever yeah. produced. Okay, the, ma- the money in the mail, all right? <laughs> he's, uh, he's getting all coy George, send us a Brandan T-shirt, <laughs> would you? <laughs> that's what we want. Four. We'll send us it. four. We'll sign it. Oh, that'd be awesome. Thank you. Yep. That'll, right. that'll perk him up. There's uh, George Danikian uh, yep. with the Four Diego's. Good to hear his voice. Very, very happy man, of course. He just uh, rang up to have a go at me for not being able to remember <laughs> Michael Jackson's <laughs> name. Might he might have. Hi, Diego's. I'm not at Adele either. LOL. Um, I'm listening to you guys as always. Thanks, Wendy I'm from Wheeler's Wendy. Hill. Good stuff. Um, just another text message here. City plays so much better without Kale. He's an Australian icon, but completely ruins our system. Second half is how City can play without uh, him. That's from Matt. That's go- Matt, you've got a really good point. I raised this early <laughs> in the season. The whole idea Only of having to create Bruno, controversy. No, you don't Bruno, believe it. You don't believe it. Bruno in the same team as Timmy completely throws out the, any system you've worked on during the week. You don't believe it. Completely that. throws it out. Even though when, the, when they were both on, I thought they played probably that 15, 20 minutes in that first half. I thought they were playing season-best football. They, uh, they were so dominant. And look, that's with both of them in the team. I think Bruno and looks for Timmy. I think Timmy is such an imposing player that he wants everyone to pass it to him. And I think that Bruno respects Timmy enough to, to service him quite well. And I think that um, he gets the ball to Timmy quite effectively. And I quite like them both on the pitch. So, But mm. it does. It, it is a different sort of style of player. I, I take that point. It's funny you read that from Matt, and that's his opinion, but... I'm still so happy he's in the Socceroos team. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, so you kind of, um, you know, he's an absolute star and can have a yeah. massive impact. So um, I can't wait to the Socceroos well, game. Well, you know, he has scored goals. As I think one of the commentators mentioned tonight, uh, the, the boy Contribus? Contribus? Contribus. Contribus. I mean, he, you know, he may feel bad, you know, getting back on the flight, go to, going back home tonight. But don't feel bad, Johnny. Because some of the best centre halves of this generation have tried to out jump Timmy Cale. I'm talking about from all over the world. Multilingual centre halves all over the world. Some of the best. Geez, that's, um, that's a stretch. Multilingual centre halves. Oh, no, no, sorry. They, multiple different nationalities. <laughs> oh, right. Not say. multilingual. Jeez. Uh, I'm too many centre halves from that are multilingual. Chileans <laughs> to Serbians to. Okay, so not multilingual, but multi, multi, uh, multinational nationalities <laughs> have tried to out jump him in the penalty area. And he's uh, and he's won it every time. I I don't know when when he's in in that in that form, uh, and the way he uh, he does his work aerially. Um, I, I think I've told this story before. When I went to Japan to watch them play in a World Cup qualifier in Japan in Osaka, and all week they were saying in the in the papers because I thought Tim Cale was the only threat, right? So all week in the papers on the news reports. We had some Japanese friends with us, and they were translating that all they thought the only threat Australia had was Timmy Cale, right? And Timmy started on the bench. So they apparently had some big plan that they'd sorted out for months and months about how they were going to stop Tim Cale in the air. Anyway, he comes on as a sub, 
And within one minute, he yeah. gets into the penalty area, finds space, scores a goal with his head. <laughs> and they'd worked on this. The Japanese, they're meticulous. They're clinical, those guys. They work things out. They build really complicated things. And they still couldn't stop him after months of working on it. Um, when that happened, I'm just thinking to myself, there's no one who can stop this guy in the air. I don't want to labour the point, but Katrumbus would have gotten Timmy's T-shirt at the end of the game. They would have done the sw- you know, you're playing against Tim, you're going to say, Tim, can I have your top, <laughs> well, right? Yeah. Well, he would have got a Brandan T-shirt. And he would have got a Brandan as well. It's like two for the price of one tonight. <laughs> a surplus of those tonight. Hey, it's, um, what is it, 18 minutes to 11. Warren's Football Tax Audit. With thanks to Dom and the team at Tax Talk. They love to do tax and uh, and talk tax, of course. 1300 366 639. It's uh, nearly tax time. 1300 366 639. Give them a call. Warren, uh, tell us about your audit. I really had no idea at the start or even about 30 seconds ago who I'd audit, but in the spirit. Or who the other defender was for City. <laughs> in the spirit of Fernando Brandan. I'm going to audit the Melbourne City groundsman mm. out there because clearly there's something going on with the surface out there to lead to all these ACLs. You know, there's been at least a couple this season. So what's going on out the ground at, at, at Melbourne City? That's, that's my that's audit. A, that's a lame audit. That's just been rushed. You had a, you had a crack at... <laughs> you had a better chance these. having a go at me. Yeah. You should have audited me. That would have helped. Well... Hey, you Look, know what? Carlos has a go at me. You, you Carlos has a go at me about procedure. the audit. He'll come up with a young gun soon that'll be 28 years of age. <laughs> <laughs> you need to His give... young gun will be 28 and <laughs> you have a go at it'll me. Be, it'll be Cahill. Well, who else would you audit tonight? <laughs> you need... I mean, I could audit Newcastle. They were pathetic. Yeah. Well, why not? Well, I could audit... You could have I could done audit... That. I don't know. No, you don't know, clearly. Adele? Newcastle. You could, you could, I could audit, audit Adele Mark, for not could, listening. Uh, audit Mark, Mark Jones. Mark Jones for not so, being on the sidelines. Because that hurt them tonight. It did hurt them. Yeah, that's um, good. You know, could have done that. Daniel Mullen. He was just bamboozled. He was a cone. He, he was befuddled. Yes, he once was. Once Kamau came on. You could yep, have I could have audited, audited him. him. So there's three already. Yeah, but, but the boot was invisible tonight. Yeah. Where Naboo? was Paul? Yeah, but no one cares about those guys. <laughs> I was trying to make it relevant to the show in justifying my choice. You need to give Don, the CEO of Tax Talk, Tax Talk a yes, call you do. on Monday. Isn't there somebody? So you're saying that he should do a forensic? <laughs> You've been he told. should do a forensic audit of my audit. Yes, he should, because <laughs> that happens sometimes. Oh, doesn't it? All I know, ever since, since your procedure, Warren, you haven't yeah. been the same. To our listeners, I'm I not on for three <laughs> weeks. I'm not on for three weeks. And, Let's uh, take this is my a, last show. It is. Let's take a break and come back with more of the Four Diego's on a night where Melbourne City thrash Newcastle Jets four 0 this is the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. Thanks for joining us on Saturday Night Fever. On a Saturday night, of course, with the Four Diego's. Melbourne City defeated Newcastle Jets 4-0. Timmy Cale scored first, then Fitzgerald uh, with an absolute beauty. And then Fornaroli scored a penalty and then won in the 81st minute at Amy Park tonight. Give us a call, 9429-1116. Carlos. Well, send us a tweet yes. at, uh, at Four Diego's. Uh, Jacinta Carter sent a beautiful photo with her. At, and uh, I'm not sure whether it's her partner or just a good friend, Louis Gorsesky, a, a good follower of the Diego's, uh, at the Melbourne City game. And I'm looking forward to the photos of people at Adele. Yes. Send, send us. Send us a photo of you at Adele. And we know that you're doing the dirty in Adele because you're listening to us at the same time. <laughs> Which won't be happening, I yeah. wouldn't and have we'll thought. Find, look, we've got to find a prize for someone at Adele who sends us a photo of them at Adele while we're on air. All right. We'll, uh, we'll find a prize. Yes. Uh, we can try that. Off air, though. We'll do that off air. <laughs> you're the king of prizes, Rodrigo. We'll Normally you've got them.
We'll do that and off air. You're going to ask me what the hotline is, aren't you? Yeah, um, what is the hotline? Sorry, the, the hotline is. I'm just waiting for the music to come up. It's the We Did It For Fernando hotline. So what we'd like you to do is just talk about your team, your great team that had a great victory tonight for Fernando. We'd like you to talk about the other things that could uh, make Fernando happy about his team, beyond the T-shirt. You know, what else could we rename for Fernando? We've had Fernando Primary School. (laughs) We've had the Fernando Bridge, the Brandan Bridge. You know, we've had the... Brandown 1116. Yeah. All of these little things. Give just, us something, just please. Off the, just off the text message here, just hopping into a taxi and asking to be taken to Brandown International Airport. <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> Thank you very much. He'll be very, very happy yep. about oh, that. He'd love just, that. Um, that'll just make him feel a lot better about himself. Perhaps the next expansion team from Melbourne <laughs> should be called Brandown Wednesday. <laughs> Brandown United. Yes. Oh, that's good. Anyway, nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Hey, Warren, just some uh, advice for you. Audit Bruno for missing four opportunities mm. in the last fifteen minutes. Uh, hashtag bring back Mifsud from Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, they were the good old days. Yep. Mickey. There you go. Just, uh, just, uh, just another one off the text message. There's uh, Sorensen staying goals ah. when Buzanis is ready to come back. That for is me, a fantastic topic. What do it you is, think, Warren? For me, yes. I'm saying he stays. Well, I thought he got dropped at he's a time the when he didn't... spiritual leader, no, Carlos. But I thought they <laughs> dropped him at a time. Okay, he, he started the season off at Wellington. This will confuse me a bit. He started got sent season, off. He got sent sacrificed off. Sacrificed himself for okay. the team. Yes, and he did it for the team. It wasn't his fault. It was, no, it was it a short back pass, yep. if you remember. So it wasn't his fault. Uh, Bazanis came on did okay in that game. But then Sorensen didn't regain his spot at all. And you'd think that when he was ready, because Sorensen didn't do anything wrong, did the full preseason, did, then played okay in that game, and he only just recently got his spot back when Bazanis actually got sent off and uh, not sent off, but uh, yes, uh, his penalty for six weeks or something. So I would think that they're going to bring Bazanis back because obviously they think he suits the way they play better, and there's this thing about him being a better distributor of the ball, especially I thought over Zorinson's distance. Sorensen's been pretty good with that, actually. No, no, Sorensen's pretty... He's, he's, a, he's a 1980s goalkeeper the way... He, <laughs> you know, there's no... There's no there's, you know, he hasn't got a soft touch, put it that way. The heavy touch when the ball's at feet, and he delivers it pretty quickly, uh, whereas Bazanis is more the modern-type keeper who likes to fin- finesse with the ball a little bit and, and is a bit more accurate with his passes, whether they're diagonal or, you know, the, the longer ones. I feel that Sorensen's a better communicator with his back four, though. I I, I feel that he really does keep them yeah. sort of um, you think in he, line. He loses it more with them. Yeah, he? well, I don't know what he does. He gets... Yeah. I, there's more... It, to me, it seems like he gets them... He's in, he's in contact with each of them. He he knows he knows what they they need to do. He tells you know move yeah. an inch, move a bit that yeah, wall. Really? You know, that, yeah, you know, I, I, I've it's noticed experience. That, <laughs> it's experience. Yeah, no, the experience is is fine. And uh, and but I would think that Bazanich Bazanis Bazanis will uh, you know in their Player of the Year award at the end of the year. I think he'll vote quite highly. I think they really they think highly of him and the way he plays. I think it suits that. You know, all ball playing, all possession type football. Apparently, he's, he's called Brandanis for a week. Uh, <laughs> hey, Carlos, just uh, how did you think Tongi went tonight? The young lad who's yeah, look, uh, been in and out yeah, really. I'm a fan. Been more out yeah. recently. I'm a fan of Ruan Tomic, Tonic, Tonic, but I think uh, I don't know. I think he's lost something since he lost his spot in the side, and I didn't think he should have been dropped in the first place. And with these younger players, especially when you have the meteoric rise, because he was playing at the Adelaide youth team last year and he got his opportunity earlier this year. And I thought for the minute, 
I saw him play in the, in the first three or four games in the row that he played. It was fantastic. And I could see what Ange Postacoglu obviously saw because he mentioned him during the week. If his paperwork had been right, he would have been selected in this Socceroos squad too. So I saw that quality in that kid too. But the minute they... Did you ring Ange? Well, Ange <laughs> rang me, asked me what I thought, right? <laughs> it was a one-on-one town, town hall yeah, with course. me and Ange. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the minute they they dropped him from the team and replaced him with Malik, I thought that that's put him backwards a bit. And even tonight, he ran with the ball into traffic a bit at different times. There was a few little turnovers where he's trying to penetrate with passes and they got cut off. So I'm not sure whether he's playing with the same confidence. But I don't blame the kid. Uh, you know, I just think he should be playing. And if you play kids like that, supreme talents like that, keep him in the side, even if they're unless, – unless their attitude's poor, you keep him in the side because you've got to allow them to make errors. And I, I, know, I don't think he's playing with as much confidence as he was But earlier. you'll be right. Uh, look at Kamau. Kamau lost a bit of his mojo. Then now but he's he's another one, Vinny. Here's yes, another I know. One. I, I, you know, mate, Kamau, uh, Tonyuk, these guys are special talents. Play them, and that's what ends. That's at the, the sacrifice of the team. Play them, no, of course. Not, not no, the no, don't, don't of the allow team. the coach no. to be. Don't allow the coach to be. Um, do you think, able to make his own choices? You, just play do, him. Do you think Ange Postacoglu pick Riley McGree just at the sacrifice of the team? Well, okay. okay. On the same the kid, principle, he plays him. Play him. Well, play him. If he if he put if he's put him in the squad at twenty three, you reckon he toys with the squad? Do you think he's just he just? I bet has you he doesn't play. I bet you he doesn't well, play. I, Look, I don't know, but I'll tell you, if he's in the 23, he's, he, be ready. he's got to be ready to go and play. And I just think, you know, this this thing about, you know, um, you know, why aren't we playing really, really outstanding young talent all the time? Just play them uh, because that's going to help their development. Every game they play, every minute they play against good players at senior level, that's going to accelerate their development. And I just get sick well, of this thing where where the pragmatism of, of coaches and, and the worry about win and loss and, and then worry about the fact that, you know, then the, the bemoan the fact that we, we don't develop kids and that, you know, we don't want to have another golden generation, that gets me frustrated. Risk-averse coaching, that's what I yeah. think you're pointing at, mm-hmm. uh, Carlos. But yeah. I think you're right. The problem with the Tonic uh, dropping of the team was he wasn't playing bad. He was, that's right. You know, he was in a rich vein. It's four minutes to 11. Carlos's Young Gun. With thanks to the Northern Football Academy at St. Monica's College in Epping. Check them out on 94098800. If you're a special talent or your mum or dad think you're a special talent, get them to call the Northern Football Academy uh, because they've got wonderful facilities there and uh, they'll look after your football uh, education. Well, I think Thomas Sorensen's going to be his young gun tonight. <laughs> Carlos, who's Could get your in. young gun tonight? Just, just show up, Warren, because obviously he's had Thomas a bad Sorensen. first hour. You've had a really bad first hour. But Bruce Kamau, for me, oh, yes. the, the kid who uh, tonight has just reminded us of, of his sublime talent, when he came on, he terrorised Daniel Mullen. Daniel Mullen won't be able to play football again <laughs> because he was just so He'll rattled try. rattled by Brucey Kamau tonight. And I hope that he knocks the door down and plays finals football because he was very good for Adelaide in the finals last year and there's no reason why he can't add something to the, this City team. So Bruce Kamau for me. Is that good enough for you there, Warren? Yeah, good. Okay, That's good. There you go. Uh... Thomas Sorensen second. <laughs> 
Hey, uh, what a big night tonight for Melbourne City. They defeated Newcastle Jets 4-0. Timmy Cale scored in the 12th minute. Fitzgerald scored an absolute beauty uh, in the 65th minute. Fornaroli uh, on the back of uh, Kamau penalty uh, scored in the 75th minute and then he scored again in the 81st minute at Amy Park tonight. Uh, this is the Four Diego's final whistle on 11-16 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. On 1116 SEM, the Four Diego's. Porter into the box. Flicks it in. Back out to Rose. Rose will send a long ball. It's a good ball. Cahill! That's why you started, I guess. Tim Cahill opens the scoring. That is a nice goal. And Melbourne City are up 1 0. Fitzgerald cuts it back to Ivan Franich. He drops it in for Kilt Kenny. Neil Kilkenny on the move, edge of the box, still going Kilkenny, leaves it back, back heel, Fitzgerald, Caceres over the top, Caceres to Fitzgerald, oh, that is a beauty, Kamau pushes in, turns right, has got a little room, he goes down, that is a dead set penalty, Kamau with those skills on display, and Newcastle just couldn't handle it, Chopped him down in the area. Here we go. Moves in. Shot. Easy. Duncan went right. Fornaroli just dropped it into the open side of the goal. And it is 3-0. Franich, can he keep it in? Yes, he can. Chest it down. Far side. Franich cuts it. Look at Fitzgerald running hard past the Fitzgerald in the area. Still going. Here's a chance. Surely Fornaroli. Set up by the hard running of Nick Fitzgerald. It is 4-0. Good evening and welcome to the Four Diego's final whistle here on 11-16 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. There's Ed White uh, and the SEN call team with Grant Brebner and Jonathan Howcroft tonight. As you've heard there, Melbourne City 4, Newcastle Jets 0. Kale Fitzgerald Fornaroli scoring twice at Amy Park tonight. Uh, Rodrigo Rodriguez here with you. Carlos Alberto, Warren Diego and uh, Vinny Venezuela in the house for our final Saturday Night Fever of the season. So if you want to have a chat to the Diegos, give us a call. 94291116. Vinny Venezuela, what is the hotline tonight? Well, the hotline, where's the music? Thank you very much. Thank you very much. The hotline is, we did it for Fernando. We did it for Brandan. That's what they did it for. They wore the shirts for Brandan. They scored the goals for Brandan. They they created a circle at the end of the game for Brandan. <laughs> they did it all for Fernando. So what what else could we do for Fernando? We've had a primary school named Brandan Primary School for, Brand, for Fernando. We've got the Brandan Bridge. We've Airport. A, we've yep. had a pub. Brandan International Airport. Apparently they're naming the knee surgery that he's going to have after <laughs> Brandan. Brandan. Not Lars. No, it won't be Lars. Brandan. It'll be the Brandan. I'm it's wearing, going to be called the Brandan Ligament from now on. <laughs> yes. I'm wearing a very comfortable pair of Brandans tonight. Uh, Wasn't there a song about I'm leaving from the Brandan International Airport? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. Now, Warren. Oh, there's two requests. Mm-hmm. No, no. There's an apology and a request. Oh, right. To Jacobson. 
No, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, no, I apologise to Jacobson for not remembering his name, and that was a hasn't played for a that while. That was a pretty ordinary <laughs> performance in the first half. I apologise to Vinny. <laughs> oh, good. Because um, thanks. I mean, if the highlights were such that uh, Nick Fitzgerald was the final part of the highlights, you've got to say that he had a reasonable impact. And um, I you, think it's you're important. Gonna, you're going to apologise about the weather. <laughs> no, I thought you, the weather you made was... up. You made up. No, no, it I did not. No, it is no, exactly twenty degrees. It's exactly it? oh, okay, twenty okay, degrees. Okay, Thank you, you very much. Up. Sorry, he did, um, but he was right. And uh, <laughs> I think it's only appropriate that I request a long play out of the next <laughs> ad break. I think KC and the Sunshine Band is pivotal to our Saturday night show, so we need to hear a bit of KC and the Sunshine Band. Oh, I'm so sure we can. That's my request. That. And uh, Sorensen was the um, younger. Oh, no, Bruce Kamau was the younger. <laughs> yes. 94291116. We'd love to hear from you tonight or 0433981116. Rose, do we have a crowd figure? We're getting some <laughs> no, no, questions. Uh, We're getting some uh, questions uh, yeah. no, off the SMS. No, we, we do. We do. Oh, we do uh, have no, a crowd no, figure. No, we, we do get it off the SMS. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was agreeing with you. Yeah. But I'm uh, just waiting for our producer okay. to uh, to just. Uh, he's getting a call from PricewaterhouseCoopers <laughs> at the moment. Just, Are uh, we counting seagulls? That is a true. Yeah. Well, if we did, there'd be 30,000 people there mm. tonight because there were, there were a heap of seagulls there. Uh, Vinnie Venezuela, you counted them tonight um 94291116 tonight's show is brought to you by tax talk best on plumbing in the northern football academy at st monica's college in epping thanks to our sponsors on a fantastic uh sponsorship of the diego's during the a-league season we really appreciate that uh sorry my... but sorry uh dom from um, tax talk said that they'll be renaming it brand and talk just for the <laughs> week <laughs> <laughs> hey um let's let's go to tom in greenvale to kick off this hour g'day tom and welcome to the four diego's Evening, Disco Diego's. How are you going? Good, mate. How are you going? Good, thank you. Just two things, if I could. Go, go for it. Go. Go for it. Uh, first first, first thing. Uh, firstly, thank you so much for the invitation to the luncheon. Oh, no so worries. Much appreciated. Our pleasure. And uh, secondly, I'd just like to be... Uh, I'm one of the ones who've been vocal about Michael Valcanis, uh, not having a clue what he's doing out there, but I have to give him credit for tonight. Put the players on the pitch that I uh, didn't think were sort of meant to be there at the start, being uh, Nick on the bench and... Kamau on the bench, but he's uh, pulled the masterstroke, pulled Timmy off at the right time, put the subs on, and and the game changed. And uh, we had a, a, you know, something that we haven't had is a, a B B game. So the first game, first half, we tightened it up, and the second half, we uh, put the score on the board. Mm. Yeah, no, I I I agree with you, Tom. I think um, out of the out of the um, the misery of that game, and I think I said it in the first hour. That was one of my really rare good moments in the first hour when I said <laughs> that um, out of the uh, out of the demise of that Melbourne victory game, where there was no Kale, there was no Brandan, there was no Fauna Rowley, and so forth and so on, that uh, Nick Fitzgerald and uh, Caceres were the two shining lights. And I think to a lot of degree, they've been you know two of the stronger performers for Melbourne City since that time. And I think with Kamau coming back to form tonight, it really means that Melbourne City have probably, and this might be a biased comment, but I think other than Sydney and even comparing them to Victory, Brisbane and Perth, I think Melbourne City have probably got the best depth outside of Sydney in terms of the substitutes that can come on. Bearing in mind that Tim Cale can be a sub, you'll have Bruce Kamau, Nick Fitzgerald. So I think they're but, fairly strong. On, but on the back of one game, you're saying they've got the best depth. They've Poss- not shown I, that, I said not... possibly the best depth well, you, in terms of players in form now. Yeah, well, it's yes. only one game. Yeah, but, no, that's but true. They've come to form tonight. Let's, let's see what they do over the next couple of games. They can do the same thing. 
then I agree with you. Tom, were you concerned in the first half when uh, after you guys had scored, there was a bit of a lull and then um, you guys seemed a little bit flat? Um, no, I wasn't concerned. I mean, we've uh, we've got to play ugly sometimes and, and that's what we did in that first half and uh, that's what good teams can do, play ugly and then turn it on in the second half as we did. So, you know, look, it wasn't pretty to watch and I was there, you know, and it was a little bit, uh, you know, got towards the yawning stage at one stage. But, mm. you know, look, uh, we you know, held it tight. We didn't concede a goal after after we know how many times this year we've uh, scored and then conceded within 60 seconds. So we kept it tight and, uh, no, look, the boys did... I, th- I think they did okay. Hey, thanks for your call, Tom, and um, look forward to seeing you at uh, the FFV's Community and Business Luncheon. Tommy, you still there? Yeah. What would you like to see renamed, you know, to help brand dad's <laughs> recovery? Is there anything in particular? Renamed? Yeah, like, you know, your suburb, for example. <laughs> Do you want to be Tom from Brandan? <laughs> okay. No, no, I, won't, I don't think Tom from Brandan would be good, but I, no. the, the guy is a champion, so we, we love him at Melbourne City. Oh, there you go. Good stuff. Very serious, uh, Tom, tonight. Thanks for your call there. <laughs> nice work uh, from Peter on the panel there. Hey, let's go to Harry in Mornington. G'day, Harry. You want to talk about tonight's game? Hello. G'day, Harry. Uh, th- this was one of my favourite games. Why was that? Um, because we- there was lots of goals and I really liked it. Who who was your favourite player tonight, Harry? Um, she, uh uh, Bruno. Bruno. So if you had an opportunity to give your best on ground, Harry, <laughs> who would have it been tonight? Uh, I would have to give it to Bruno. Uh, there you go. You know what? You've got a you're a wise, wise you've got a wise head on a young young shoulders, Harry. Thank now, you. Na- is Harry it's Harry, is it? It's yes. Harry. Yeah, you can read his name on the on the teleprompter <laughs> well, there, actually, Carlos. So you're actually, pretty close to oh, it. Sorry, buddy. they've got it there. Sorry. Very yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. 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 So Harry do you play football? Yeah. Okay. Who do you play for? Mornington Soccer Club. Okay. Great little soccer club that is. And uh, what age group are you in? Uh, under fourteens. Under 14s? Okay. And you are? Uh, are you a little Bruno Fornaroli or a defender, or where do you play? I'm a little Bruno Fornaroli. Uh, okay. So you play up front. Uh yeah. Okay. And, and do you, do you tug on everyone's shirts and things <laughs> like that? I said too. Yeah. Okay. So you're learning a lot from Bruno. I'm being deadly, deadly serious here, Harry. Watch Bruno and learn how to be a striker because he's fantastic and all the little kiddies should be watching the way he plays. And no simulation, Harry. No That's simulation, right. all right? That means falling yeah. over when you haven't okay. been kicked. Good on you, Harry. Really appreciate your call. You're in Mornington. And now we've got Nathan from Mornington. G'day, Nathan. What's going on in Mornington tonight? Um, not much. Did Harry just give you the phone? Is Harry your brother? Is Harry your brother, Nathan? No, he's my friend. We're ringing on different phones. Oh, very. Okay. You're in the same car. Yep. Oh, there you go. So, what do you think? It was was uh, Harry right? <laughs> what did you think of tonight's game? Yeah, it was a good game, but um, I I think I when Butzianis comes in, what do you think about Butzianis? Butzianis. You mean the goalkeeper? Yeah. Um, when Butzianis comes in, who do you think will be keeper? I've already pinned for Sorensen. I think he should stay. Yeah, I think uh, Dean Bazanis will end up coming. When he comes back, they'll put him back in because, uh, as I said earlier, they made the change pretty quickly at the start of the year and Sorensen didn't get another look in. It was only when uh, Bazanis was uh, suspended for six weeks where they brought him back in. I think Sorensen's been fantastic, but they'll they'll go for 
Dino again, I think, when he comes back. Now, Nathan, there were 8,949 people there at the ground tonight. What was the atmosphere like? Uh, it was good. I thought there might have been a bit more. There's not much people coming. Did yeah. you meet any seagulls there tonight? <laughs> yeah. So, you Nathan, make... Nathan, do you play at Mornings and Soccer Club too? No, I play for Mount Martha. Oh, Mount Martha. Ah. So do you play against Harry at all? Are you in the same age group or not? Yeah, we're in different leagues. So. Oh, different leagues. And So what, what What sort of footballer are you? What position do you play? Defence. So what was that? Defender. De- Defender. Well, he said defence like a basketballer, yeah, but he yeah, meant yeah. defence. Full back or in the middle of defence? Middle. Okay, so you're a bit of a tough nut. You're a Jacobson or you're a Tonyik? Uh, yeah, good. good on you, mate. All right, Nathan, really appreciate that, mate. Thanks for your call and thank, listen, thanks for listening to the Four Diego's, potentially future Diego's yeah, there. Just don't uh, pass the phone now to Dad because he's <laughs> driving. He's driving. Well, um, let's go to Jim in uh, Hawthorne. G'day, Jim. The Irish hand grenade, though, I've just read, read here. How are you? Good evening, boys. How are you? Good. First of all, just say well done for this year. And I know it's your last Saturday evening, and uh, I always enjoy listening to you. I don't always phone up. Oh, good on you. Uh, but uh, it's uh, it's nice to hear because uh, you're legends. Apart from the victory supporter. Take it easy. Who's an absolute donkey. <laughs> uh, Jimmy. Settle. Jimmy. You settle now, right? Uh, now, I haven't got you. Vinny Venezuela, in the 24 Jeez. years we've been doing radio, has never been criticised. You're the only one <laughs> it's, it's, I'm up who, for it tonight. You've got memory like an elephant too, Jim, because I think you had it out with Vinny, what, four or five weeks ago. Yeah, and my brother is a victory supporter, still thinks he's a donkey as well. Oh, right. <laughs> Jeez. You, but, Vinny, you, you know go. you've made not, it in I'm radio. Not happy. I'm not happy. No, you, you know you made it in radio when you get abused. Yeah, that's on right. On the SMS machine or a call. Yeah. So what do you think it's a nice game, Jim? Even in the other game, uh, at AFL, I get abused quite often. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 I might yeah, have heard it, that. Yeah, being a Hawthorne it. fan probably does help, though, Jimmy, just very <laughs> yeah. quietly. Yeah, that's it. Uh, listen, boys, I mean, tonight was... Was by, I think uh, the 8,000, I'm going to, uh, you can put this tongue in cheek, but I think the reason why we only had 8,500 because there were 75,000 at the Dell concert. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a good atmosphere. But, and I yeah. agree with you. First half, I was frustrated. I really was. Uh, but I'm going to say this, boys, to start off with. I'll take my hat off to Newcastle. They had the game plan. They just cut us out and they, they, they tried to close us down, but you can't do it for for uh, 90 minutes. And uh, Newcastle, you take the hat off to them. These these blokes have been haven't been paid. They've been flagged down, and have an owner who was an AR, an AS, sorry, and they've been through a lot. And I take my hand up in Newcastle, and I look forward to seeing them better with with the owners they've got now, and I wish them well for next year. But for uh, Melbourne uh, City, I've, I've looked, I've been from the start, and uh, I've been disappointed this year. Because on and I, this is a lot of people that were around tonight talking about it, coming to the end of the season is from the start. Heart we love, they've gone, and we've now got Melbourne City, and we've got a, a club over in England, Melbourne City, who have put money behind this club, and we know they're going to do different things. But this year, on paper, boys, you've got to say they've had the team there that should have been. Way above above this year, where they should have been, but they have not gelled together, and it's not happened. And it's frustrating to know that it hasn't happened. And I'll take my hat off to Melbourne Victory because they have 
done the job and they're there and they're better than us at the moment. And all my my brother in law and all this must say and I spoke to them in the pub tonight and we're, we're talking about it. But we haven't we haven't done it. Tonight, the second half, they turned it on. And the man that gives me goosebumps when it comes on is Fitzgerald. Mm. When he came on, it went up a cog. And the back line, the um the Somalian guy I love uh, in defence. And uh, the one that came from Adelaide with it, the one in his top of his head, brilliant, brilliant. It it kept him at the back. And I've got to say this before this season finishes. I take my hat off to Sorensen. I love that bloke. Mm. I really do. Uh, And he's been treated abysmal. And I know that the bloke that was out was injured. I just, something about him, he just comes out off his line too far. And and he's got a lot to learn. But Sorensen, thank you very much. And to the club. Tonight was a bit disappointing. I know they had a function afterwards to support them, but all they did tonight when they, they, they lost, they had all their interviews, they came up to the goal, the goalposts outside on the ground and put their hands up, clapped the front and walked off. There was a lot of kids and everybody went down behind the goals to, to get them for the usual thing where they jump over and they mm. clap and they go round the ground. They did not do that tonight. We were very, very disappointed because we haven't had a lot of luck in the last few weeks and they haven't showed it. Tonight they showed it and we wanted to show them the respect, and it did not happen. Mm. To the club, I really am disappointed, and I'll be on the internet, because that's one thing about Melbourne City. Their internet, and what they do for the, the fans to keep in contact and let them, is poor, and that's one thing they have to fix. I love them to death, but you have to get these things fixed, because at the end of the day, the man that pays his money over the table are the ones you have to look after, because if you haven't got them, you've got nothing. Jim, just before you go, you said a couple of unkind things to Vinnie Venezuela, but can I just um, <laughs> just point out that I said Nick Fitzgerald was my man of the game, my best on man of the match. I just want you to just take that from hey, me. Thanks for your call there, Jim. Uh, we, we, this is our last Saturday night, but we're still on on Wednesday nights um, yeah. here, and uh, we're, we're back on uh, Good Friday, of course. So thanks for your call, Jim. Really appreciate that. If, if Jim was accurate, Warren, yep. that the players didn't jump those advertising... Yep. The, yep. You know, hoardings or whatever they called, yep. and didn't go and yep. shake it's the hand. ACL week well, at uh, Melbourne City. Maybe, the maybe only no, thing I could I, say is because Brandan couldn't Brand jump, yeah, they, right. none of them jumped. Yeah, but those kiddies were waiting. <laughs> no, that's poor. The next generation of Melbourne City fans were waiting there to meet the the after a four nil win. Kids were. Kids were, if kids can be cock-a-hoop, they were cock-a-hoop. They were, and that's disappointing. They can you know, be colours. they didn't do that, so I'm with Jimmy all and the way And my other there. thing with Jim, I think you're right about the inconsistency and they've been, you know, second best a large part of the season, but they've won a, t- they've won a trophy this year and they're going to finish top three and that gives them a chance to turn the season around. And, you know, with finals, you can turn it around. So I think Melbourne City are still a chance. I think their best is, I don't know whether it's good enough to beat Sydney, it is, though, one-off. Mm. Hey, uh, 94291116, let's go to Charlie in Mornington. Jeez, we had a few calls from Mornington tonight. G'day, Charlie. Hello. Hey, how are you? You're not Nathan and Harry's mate, are you? <laughs> no. Oh, you're not? You're not. Oh, good. Well, so what did you think of tonight's game, mate? Um, uh, I think it was really good. Yeah. Who was your favourite player tonight? Um, uh, the goalkeeper. Sorensen. Sorensen. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. No, we just said his name, Sonson. Yeah. So, so Charlie, do you play football yourself? Yeah. So, do you play for Mornington too? Uh, no. So, who do you play for? Rosebud. 
Rosebud, Jeez, okay. Mount, Mount Martha. I know. Mornington and yep. Rosebud. Is hey, that, what colour are the ro- is the Rosebud strip? Is it purple? No, uh, red and white. Okay. And how many teams has Rosebud got in their in their juniors? Oh, uh, about six. Six teams, okay. And you love football, do you? Yeah, I love it to death. Oh, you love it to death. And what, and what position do you play? Um, sometimes I play midfield and sometimes I play defence and sometimes I play goalkeeper and sometimes I play striker. Fantastic, Charlie. They give you a go everywhere there. Unlike at yourself, he's multi-talented, yeah, Carlos. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, good and, luck with that, Charlie. And, uh, and yeah, go ahead. Uh, and, and I think the game was really good tonight because um, it, when they were moving it around, it was really slow, but it was also like very skillful. Yeah, good. Who was tickling you then? Uh, <laughs> hey, Charlie, can you do me a favour? When you say the word defence. Say the word defence. <laughs> Don't say defence. It's, yeah. it's defence. That's it's, uh, it's an English lesson from Rodrigo Rodriguez. Take that to your school. Yeah. Good on um, you. The game was so good. Yeah, I know, Charlie. You, mate, <laughs> thank you for your call. Really appreciate that. We need to go to a break. So um, stay safe and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. There's uh, Charlie from Mornington. Jeez, everything's happening in Mornington. The Mornington Peninsula tonight uh, is being It's on fire. We're big, in, we're big in the Mornington Peninsula. <laughs> Don't None remember. of them went to Adele tonight. They're all listening to the Tonight. Hey, we need to take Can't a break now. If you're on hold, please wait. We'll come straight to you right after the break. This is the Four Diego's final whistle on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Thanks for joining us on Saturday Night Fever with KC and the Sunshine Band. Let it go, let it go. When Warren starts singing, I know. Nine four two nine eleven sixteen. We'd love to hear That's from you. That's the best of all the disco songs we play. Melbourne City defeated Newcastle Jets four nil tonight. Kale Fitzgerald and Fornaroli scoring twice at Amy Park in front of eight thousand nine hundred and forty nine people uh, were there tonight. So no, 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 they got it wrong. That was the crowd at the Adele concert. <laughs> <laughs> a bit more than that at the Adele concert. Yes, Vinny. What is the hot topic or the hotline? The hotline tonight is um, we, we did it for Fernando. We did it for Brandan. Hotline. And we're asking people to just tell us what else should we do for Brandan. Beyond the win, beyond the T-shirts, beyond the huddle at the end. Mm. Beyond be- the international airport. Be- beyond <laughs> the primary schools. Beyond the, primary school, beyond yes. the Brandan Bridge. Yep. The Cologne. The, the Brandan, Brandan Freeway. The, the Brandan Ligaments. Yep. The Cologne called? Well, Craig Falling by Brandan. <laughs> Actually, that's not bad. Actually, Craig in Reservoir has uh, got a couple here: Brandan Bourbon, Brandan Bread, and Beauty by Brandan. <laughs> there you go. What's that? Nice. Beauty is that a cologne? Yeah, I think it's a cologne. Um, Tom, well, in Green- powder. Tom in Greenvale, who we put on the spot yes. and asked, has actually uh, sent us a text message. Disco Diego's, we can rename the roller coaster at Luna Park, the Brandan. Up, down, up, down, inside out, inside out, around and around, the Brandan. There you go. Thanks very much. So 0433 We've got about half an hour to go. If you've got an idea, what, should, what else should we do yeah. for Fernando uh, tonight? Uh, let's go to Pat in Mornington. <laughs> What's going on tonight in the Mornington Peninsula? G'day, Pat. Hi. Are you uh, Nathan, Harry and Charlie's mate? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you are. So quickly, what did you think of the game tonight? Uh, I think it was good. Yeah, and and so you play. You played. Who do you play for? Tell us who you play for. I play for Mount Martha. And what position do you play? Uh, I play goalkeeper. And oh, who's your favourite? Who's your favourite player? Well, no. Who should be in goals for Melbourne City when Bazanis and Sorensen come back? Who do you like the most? Uh, 
probably Sonson. Yeah, good man. Good on you. And thanks for calling. Good on you, Pat. Really appreciate your call and holding on uh, and uh, stay safe. Let's go to Tim in Berwick. G'day, Tim, and welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Um, by the way, for Brandon, I think we should all sport mullets. <laughs> the Malay by Brandan. Yeah. Or just call it the Brandan. Just call it the Brandan. That's a new mullet. There you Absolutely. go. Absolutely. What do they say? Uh, party at the back and business at the front? <laughs> the other way around, I think. Oh, no. Yeah, anyway. So, what, 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 what did you, uh, what do you want to talk about tonight, Tim? Okay, well, I want to put a bit of perspective to what I heard. I, I missed, obviously, the first part of your show because we were at the members' function, yep. which they clearly told everyone was going to be on. They clearly put it up on the board. So it's totally understandable that the players only gave a quick clap and didn't hang around. I think you guys were being a bit rough on that. Oh, hang on. Hang on. No, no. Hang, out, of, out of line. Hang on a sec. Uh, I think it was Jim, Jim. that uh, yeah, mentioned it. was Jim, it. and we just said that if that was true, it was poor. We, we weren't there. Right? We yeah. were doing the show. But I, I'm trying to say, I, I, like, what he say? Oh, they, they didn't go and do that. They're, we just had every one of the players pretty much in a section. We had people queued up everywhere. We had guys, I mean, I've got my son here. He's actually cock-a-hoop because he's got oh, great work. photos with Fauna Raleigh, with Nick wow. Fitzgerald, with Azama Malik, um, Caceres, Bratton, Franich. They were all there to do photos and signing. I, I, and look, I've got, I've, I have a problem with the way that uh, Melbourne City promote themselves on your station. They don't put enough people on. They don't put the coach up to be speaking to you guys each week like the other mob get their guy on with KB and all that sort of stuff in there. CEO, I think they need to get more of that done, quick, smart, but what they did for the players tonight to see the, the members was fantastic. Well, that, that's fantastic. We, we, we can only uh, So go Carlos by... apologises. No, no, you formally no, apologise. No, go on. No, but you agreed with me. Yeah, I did. The players I'm had... apologising. And I'd never seen the Melbourne City players not go to their fans. I think they've been very generous. So if they didn't do it tonight, that would have been disappointing. But I'm glad Tim rang up to refute what Jim had said. Uh, well, actually, Jim wasn't wasn't wrong, and he did say that the plays didn't go to the crowd, but there was a reason for it. So, Tim, thank you very much. Tim, and I, by the way, I know that the players are like that at City. That's what surprised me about what Jim was saying, but obviously there was a reason for it. You know, and by the of... way, Tim, I agree. Yes, I agree. Melbourne too. City should have more players on this station. Timmy, you still there? Yeah, 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 no. Thank you for that. I've just yeah. got another question for you. It's a tad self-indulgent, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What was the MC like at the players' function? Because <laughs> <laughs> we used to know a couple of blokes who did them, and we thought they were fantastic. So, what was the MC like at the at the function? Oh, look, Nathan does a great job. Oh, okay, he really does promote the club well. Um, look, you know, yeah, I, I won't, I won't roll over um, old coals or anything like that as far as that's concerned. But look, that's one area where the club actually aren't too bad. But I think really getting someone on your station each week getting a voice out there, that will get our membership up five grand, I reckon. Uh, I've got to say, you know, with a sport that's fighting for media, it fights for media. And it's not only Melbourne City, but there are other, other A-League clubs. It's as though they get, they've got media saturation, the way they make it difficult sometimes. And I'm not talking about our show, because we're a late-night show, and, you know, the players that stay up between 10 and 12 or, you know, 11 and 12, I'm not talking about our show, but I think they should have a greater presence on SEN. We're an all 24-hour sports station, and I think, this, you know, instead of making it difficult, or, or they should be really providing players all the time and coaches all the time. And I know, you know, players are there to play, but you, I think a big part of the A-League and a big part of the responsibility for clubs is to promote themselves. 
And, um, you know, unless you're getting 40,000 people to your games, and, and Melbourne City's not, and, uh, and even Melbourne Victory at times aren't getting, you know, sometimes they have disappointing crowds relative to City. Uh, I just think the clubs could be better in what they do. Sadly. Thanks for your call, Tim. Really appreciate it, mate. And keep using the word cock-a-hoop. We love it. Well done. <laughs> and, uh, yes, you put your argument forward and uh, you did that well. Let's go to Renee in Tarnit. G'day, Renee. Uh, Rennie. Yeah, oh, Rennie. Good How are you, Rennie? I'm all the time. Um, <laughs> the, guy, uh, the guy before me, um, before he beat me to it, I think, a bit, I was about to say, uh, yeah, the reason why players didn't come over was because of the function. Okay. Yeah. Um, but one of them did come over. My... Um, my wife had, um, was trying to raise a fair bit of money for the world's greatest shave and shaved all the hair off um, today. Yep. Um, and she's been um, discussing with, Brant, uh, with Bratton and stuff because obviously he did his shave and he came over and gave her a hug and um, gave him gave him his her jumper as well. So um, not all of them are like that. So one of them did come over and he hopped along and he was his ice pack on his knee and yeah, having said what I just said about the players not being made available, it's not actually about the players. It's about, you know, the policy of the clubs releasing the players. But my experience with players, uh, if you ask them, they'll do. They'll, they'll give. Absolutely. I mean, can you imagine? Now, you know, I have a brilliant head of hair. You do. It's like, luscious. It's, it's, it's luscious. It's wavy. Put your fingers right through it. It's you know. unbelievable, my head of hair. Yeah. <laughs> and if someone asked me to cut my hair, yeah. my pride and joy... Uh, it was very hard for me to do that, and, and Brandon, uh, sorry, Bratton would be in the same situation. So for him to do that, that meant a lot to him, and uh, and I think it's been, I think he's right. As of today, uh, Rene, you, Rene, uh, you, um, you, I think it's around eighteen thousand they've raised. Is that right, or twenty thousand, or something like that? Well, he raised about twenty. I think my wife raised about three and a half grand. Awesome, that's, that's fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So um, and yeah, the players are really generally good. We went to. Uh, Central Coast last week away, and and yeah, now we're there and um and with our son, like a, a three-year-old, and um Conroll was just told to come bring him over the fence to take a photo with him. And he wow. was really good, so, players yeah, are great. Yeah, players are good. Yeah. yeah, when they come over, they're generally good. So I think I got got, got on a bit late to say it, but another thing as well, while I'm on there, um, I wonder why Fitzgerald just didn't start. I don't. I, I was a bit. Perplexed as to why he wasn't even on the start in starting eleven in the first place, and as soon as he came on, the game sort of changed a little bit, and we looked like looked more attacking going forward and more dangerous. If it wasn't Tim, uh, they've made a decision to give Tim a start tonight, and I think that was the thing that probably tipped it over for uh, for Fitzgerald and why he started on the bench. But he proved again tonight that he, from the minute they played him in that game when they were ravaged by suspensions and stuff. And he had a great game there. Ever since, he's actually been a really great play for them. And, and he, he showed it again tonight, which shows he's got a great attitude too. He could have come on tonight and just gone through the motions. But he and Kamau showed something. So suddenly, you know, it, it gives uh, the coaches uh, or, or, the, or the selection panel uh, a decision to make. But I can't see if Timmy, if, if, if he's available to play a full game or to start, they'll go with him all the time. Which then what happens is their wide players suffer. Kamau and uh, Fitzgerald because someone's got to... They're, they're not going to have Colazzo miss out because of one of those two. Caceres is playing probably his best form, uh, football for the season and they're not going to move or kill Kenny or Bratton. 
Uh, so I, I think one of those really good young ones will miss out every time if Tim Cale's available. Was it the Wellington game that Timmy got what, a one minute or something silly? Was it what was their yeah, last game? Were, yeah, it was Central Coast, but no, it wasn't that game. It was I think the week before when they were easily. They were, I think at Wellington they were away from home they they were doing it quite easily and they put him on in the last five minutes or something like that. Yeah, thanks for your call, Rennie. Really appreciate that. Let's go to Marcus in Glenroy. Good day, Marcus. Hi, hi guys. Did you enjoy the game tonight? Yeah, we did. Thanks. Um, Next question. <laughs> uh, Come on. Uh, do, do you think Bruno Fornaroli was a good player like last year? Like, do you reckon he deserves? No, he's clearly not as good as last year. But I, if I, if this is a poor season from Bruno Fornaroli, I think a lot of players in the comp would like to have poor seasons like him. And and I think um, the best may be yet to come for Bruno. I think Bruno is still a great player. Next question, Marcus. Uh, uh, what do you think Mullacy need to do to like? Be a strong team like Sydney FC. Uh, oh, win, no. more, win more at help. Yeah, you know. Look, I, I think they're getting there. I think they're getting. They've had a bit of upheaval this year, this season. You know, uh, winning in the FFA Cup in the middle of the season is not always something that is going to going to give you benefit going forward. I mean, everyone thought because they won the FFA Cup, they were going to have the confidence just win every week or win most weeks and do a Sydney FC, but it clearly threw them. And then throw in the fact that jo- uh, John Van Schip uh, had to go back home and there was a bit of an upheaval with their coaching staff. And there was, that, I mean, not only did Volcanus take the, the head coaching job, but suddenly he had a new senior assistant, uh, you know, pa- uh, Joe Palacides and um, Joe Montemuro came in. I mean, that changed it all up too. And that it takes a while for players to then build the relationships with those coaches, even though they were at the club as part of the coaching system, you suddenly have a different relationship when a, a coach has been an assistant coach and becomes head coach. So I think, you know, we can't underestimate the upheaval that they had to go through. But I think next year, um, I'm not quite sure, and probably a talking point for us is whether what Valkanis has to do to keep his job for next year. Uh so I'm not quite sure who's going to be the coach, but I think another year with this squad, if they can keep it together, maybe add one or two players to it, they might uh, they might become a Sydney FC next year sometime. Good on you, Marcus. Uh, thanks for asking us all those questions. Really appreciate that. Let's go to Dan on the road. G'day, Dan. G'day, guys. How are you going there today? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Yeah, good, good. Just a, a couple points. Um, just two points. I think I didn't go to didn't go to the game. I wasn't working there tonight, so I didn't see anything. Didn't hear anything about it, but. I know it's been raised before, but is the season kind of going on and it's been extended for far too long? Now that obviously AFL starting, um, Dow's coming on board, <laughs> um, and obviously we've got. And I was I was actually working at the rugby rugby league two nights ago, and that was that was awesome at Amy. That was that went off. So I'm just hoping that we're not getting kind of drained out towards the latter part of the season. So I'm a bit worried about that. Um, and I forgot that uh, Brandon should be called uh, Buxton or Baxton Brandon because obviously <laughs> we know that he's got a lot to give after the game as well. So I reckon on a Saturday night, he'd be, he'd be a great kind of wingman for anybody. So, <laughs> so you know, that, that was that one question. Um, and then the next next point, of um, over the last couple of months, I've been... Um, Obviously, uh, there's going to be a new. Hopefully, there's going to be a new side in Melbourne, Victoria. I've actually been. I've done some work in Geelong on a Sunday, and I'm actually. I've done some work in uh, 
Ballarat, and also I'm working now in Dandenong. Jeez, you're busy. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. Right? So, but Geelong, on a Sunday, overlooking the the bay at the local uni, it was it was such a great kind of great kind of environment to be in. Mm. It was just really kind of a free-spirited kind of environment, a good, good vibe, young people floating around. So I'm thinking, geez, Geelong would be awesome to be, you know, have another site out there. And, pl- and I, look, I'll let you know how Dandenong goes <laughs> next week. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm really not really, really a bit worried about driving an hour to there from Pasco Vale, but, you know, I've got something got to do. But um, so, yeah, I'll let you know with that. But, uh, yeah, so there's a few questions there, so I'll leave it to you. Good on you, Dan. Thanks for your call, mate. Really appreciate it, and uh, keep working. Dan, your first question, I think we've talked about this. I'm not shying away from the A-League going up against the rugby codes. I think the only issue that I have is the the quality of the pitches is horrible, and Ange has already made note of that, and there's a rugby rugby, um, game on tonight at the Sydney Football Stadium where the soccer is going to play in about, what, week's time? Yep. So that's the only thing, but... Going up against them, don't have a problem. Is the season too long? No, I think it's about right. Would it be better with a couple of extra teams and a bit more variety in the teams you play? So you may be playing every team twice rather than three times. I think that would be good. But it hasn't helped that there's such a gap between first and second and then third. No, no, there's been a big difference. Yeah, so right. I think that if, it was that if that was all closer, I think you'd have probably a little bit more interest at this time too. Thanks for your call there, Dan. Let's take a break now and come back with more of the Diego's on 1160 in SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. So joining us on Saturday Night Fever. It is actually our final Saturday Night Fever for this season. Uh, we've had a is lot it, of fun. It, you sure it's just this season or is it forever? <laughs> well, we could know. really pump it up like this is our farewell show. No, no, we do. We're, a, back, we're back we're, on we're No, it's our, it could be night. our farewell Saturday Night show actually, ever. Actually, I used to go to the... Disco's on a Wednesday night too, so why can't we have That's Wednesday true. night discos? Desperate and dateless That's discos right. they were, weren't they? In case you've just joined us, Melbourne City defeated Newcastle Thrashed. 4-0. Thrashed them. Thrashed. Kale, Fitzgerald and Fornaroli scoring twice uh, at Amy Park in front of 8,949 in English Premier League. Um, West Bromwich Albion won, Arsenal won. It's a great game. It's not a typical West Bromwich Albion game. In the 20th minute. Danger uh, game for Arsenal. Danger game for Arsenal. Hey, just off the text message here, um, we should rename Suburb Brandon Park to Brandan Park. <laughs> He'd be happy go. about that. Yep. Thanks, Rolly, and uh, see you at the Brandan Park Shopping Centre. Yep. There you go. Uh, Rodrigo, can I say not enough has been said about Caceres' little uh, lob lob to Fitzgerald? If that was in the Cause, EPL, cause they'd be describing it as brilliant. That's it was the brilliant. stuff of the highlights. That'll be in the yep. highlights package now. That'll be on his DVD. Yeah, for sure. Just off the text message here, Melbourne City FC will beat Sydney next week in, and in the final they may match up especially well against Sydney FC. If we avoid victory, we'll win the grand final. Sorry to hear no more Disco Diego Saturday nights. Bigger than Teller Diego nights, the movie. That's very nice. Thank you very much. Hey, let's go to Zara, who's been very patient from Torquay and uh, who's been waiting on the line. G'day, Zara. Hi. How are you? Good, thanks. How old are you, Zara? 11. 11. Very good. Did you go to the game tonight? Yes, and I thought it was amazing how the post-match function was after, but I think they should have a couple more soccer things down in Torquay, as Torquay loves their soccer. They've had victory come to our school. Um, They do Arsenal and Harry Kuehl Academy down here, so I think it would be... Really amazing if Melbourne City would come down. Yeah, no, I think you're. I, I think um, that's a bit of a theme 
from tonight is the fact that there's a lot of passion. There's a lot more passionate Melbourne City fans than maybe what we think. And some of them are saying to build some more passion and mm. to build some more interest, they've got to get a bit more, I don't know, connected out in the community. I'm sure Melbourne City are trying, but yeah, it's, it's good if suggestion, there's, Sarah. If there's, if there's a message tonight, it's go to the beaches. <laughs> it's all about the beaches. Yeah. Um, so, so Tara, or Zara, Zara rather, um, if Geelong had a team in the A-League, would you support them? No, I'll still go for Melbourne City. Good on you. Okay, sorry. Given the Melbourne victory get down there and Harry hmm. Kuehl Academy is down there, how do you did you end up being a Melbourne City supporter? Um, well, I used to live in Gisborne, and my friend told me all about it, and we went to a couple of games, and then we moved to Torquay, and we've been coming to the home games ever since. So, did you used to play for Gisborne, Zara? Um, no, because. No. We just moved when I got in. Uh, okay, no worries. So you're playing with anyone down there? Yes, we're playing for. I'm playing for the Surf Coast SB girls team. Wow, and that, that's a pretty big club, isn't it, Zara? There's a lot of kids who play there, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear. I hear that it's a really growing the sport out there. Well, good on you, Zara, and well said tonight. You yep. said some great stuff. By the way, Zara, the fact that you said the word amazing instead of good, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> keep, keep broadening your vocabulary. Thanks for your call, Zara. Really appreciate that. Um, and uh, it's getting very late. So, uh, hey, um, just off the text message uh, from Barney, tell me why Melbourne City uh, get more people to the can't get more people to the game. Is the season going too long? We talked about that just recently. Mm. There's a bit of a bit of a theme there. People thinking the season's maybe... not too long. It's no, just no. that uh, I think it's just the the way the ladders panned out. It, we've never had such such a gap between first, second, and third, really. And so what? What's oh, look? City, you've got something to play for. They need to finish in the top four, but first and second, well, that's you know, that's really all done and dusted, isn't it? Really, it is. Hey, um, and for say, and for a long time, it's been yeah. done and dusted for a very long time. I don't know that City even got the theatre goals it was hoping to get at the start of the year, and so it didn't get the theatre goals, and then the theatre goals didn't stay because yep. the the plan. Carlos was to... banned them no, very early what, guys, on. Vinny. I, I tell you what, but I was correct. <laughs> he banned I? them. I was he correct, banned Warren. them. No, correct. you turned them away. You know, our football fans. There's a lot of them out there who aren't fools. They won't be told by a marketing spin doctor that if I bring Timmy Cull suddenly 10,000 people, we've got to learn about this. That And Melbourne City will be a great, if it's not already a really good club, it will be a great club in the future. Uh, and it will have decent crowds in the future, but it's a slow burn for them, and they've got to do things Success right. Success will as, bring that's right. Fans. As but, will but Newcastle, Carlos. As will Newcastle, but uh, Newcastle Jets, you mean? Yeah, yeah, they will. I mean, you've got to get it right, and you've got to have sustained success and do it correctly. Get in the community. All those pillars that make a great club, you've got to do that over a period of time and do it uh, sincerely and in an authentic sort of a way, and your club will grow. There's no quick solutions in Australian football, I'm telling you. Yes, but um, I think with the City thing, I think it's interesting because their first half of the season was probably really good up until they won the FFA Cup. They were on fire and it didn't yeah, but translate. How about number, I think we're talking about number, numbers yeah, on the... But, but it yeah. didn't translate into a meaningful sort of add-on supporters post. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, but that, I don't that's think what I'm saying. Would... It's got to be a slow burn over time, Vinny. That's all. Yeah. So. Let's take a break now, uh, one more for the night, and come back with more of Saturday Night Fever with the Four Diegos on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of football. Nice uh, nice final song on Saturday Night Fever, a bit of jive talking. Is that the Bee Gees? It is yes. the Bee Gees, and they were all alive at that point. <laughs> oh, thank God, they were singing it. And it was a song about Warren. Yes. Hey, um, Melbourne City, four uh, Newcastle Jets. Trashed. Uh, 
nil. A shellacking, as Vinnie Venezuela called yes. it a bit earlier. Kale Fitzgerald, Fornaroli, and Fornaroli scoring again at Amy Park, 8,949. West Bromwich Albion, one Arsenal, one in the 29th minute in the English Premier League. Uh, hey, shouldn't they, pl- just quickly, shouldn't they play either two or four games against each other in a season rather than three? Home ground advantage surely comes in. What's the go there? Uh, so, it's, it's cyclical, though, isn't it? Two at home, one away, no, and it changes every year. What the fat is across all sports, it's okay to have a compromised fixture. Yeah, well, we, none of us have I none of us it. have have draws anymore. They're I know, fixtures. I know. They're just a manufactured compromise, but we cop it sweet because we love the sport. Sure, and uh, just uh, make sure you keep following the Diego's on at uh, Four Diego's on Twitter on Facebook dot com slash and Wednesday nights, of course, Rodrigo. Yeah, we're back on Wednesday nights and uh, last one for me. Final Saturday night uh, for a little while, so. It's been great. I really appreciated your company. Thanks for all your calls and all your text messages. Um, Who was your best on tonight, Vinny, again? Uh, Nick Fitzgerald, baby. I audited the uh, groundsman at Melbourne City. (laughs) And who was your... Bruce uh, Kamau. Bruce Bruce Kamau was the young gun. Hey, thanks to our sponsors. That's it for this week's show, mate. There's a couple more games in this split round of A-League tomorrow. So remember, Carlos. We're Puerto Rican girls hang out. We're We're there. there. Wherever you samba, rumba and la bamba. We're We're there. there. Wherever there are girls with fruit on their head and balls at their feet. We're We're there. there. Wherever gringos play football. We're We're there. there. We are the Four Diego. Ole! Ole!